We touched on it before we closed out the show last week in regards to how important this game was on Sunday for the Vegas Golden Knights, given a multitude of reasons, especially with how they played on Friday. They needed to come out and play well on Sunday. And very safe to say, they did just that. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new week and a brand new episode of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday to you. It is a uh, is a good Monday if you are a fan of the Vegas Golden Knights. A 5-2 to two victory over the Anaheim Ducks on Sunday to kind of kind of stop the sky from falling just a little bit. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice. And we've got a little bit to talk about with this game that happened on Sunday night, the Golden Knights, 48 hours after really just a deflating performance against the Colorado Avalanche. Again, a team that's much better than them at this current juncture. They just did not play well in all facets of the game. Gerard Gallant said it himself. He was pissed off. The team was probably pissed off, and they had to come out and play a lot better on Sunday, and that is exactly what they did. We will talk about this game in a little bit. But uh, first, the usual housekeeping items that we need to get out of the way. If this is the first time you've stumbled upon this podcast, welcome. We are a daily podcast talking about these Vegas Golden Knights Monday through Friday. And given how sometimes the schedule likes to trickle into the weekend, We'll do Saturday, we'll do Sunday, depending on how things look. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher as well. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. And you can leave us an email at LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. If you are on Apple Podcasts as well, please feel free to leave us a review and a rating. Let us know how we're doing on this podcast. Uh, All the feedback, good, bad, and different is tailored toward making this podcast better. And the goal is to make this podcast better every day. So if you guys have any suggestions, anything you'd like to hear on this podcast, uh, please feel free to let me know, leave it in a comment, leave it in a, in a tweet, leave it in a review, uh, whatever your heart desires, uh, fe- feel free to do just that. So the golden Knights five, two victors on Sunday over the Anaheim ducks, uh, a game that Vegas was, was really expected to win Anaheim coming off the second game of a back-to-back against the aforementioned Colorado Avalanche. Uh, The Ducks gave the Avalanche their first regulation loss of the season on Saturday, a uh, 5-2 win for Anaheim in that game with Anaheim coming in to Vegas the following day with really a good chance to actually you know, be in contention for this game. John Gibson, they're one of the best goaltenders in the league, uh, got the start. And uh, th- you figure a Ducks team, despite being on a Sega Baba, coming in off a really impressive victory, you would like to think that they were fired up for it. And indeed they were. It took 4-12 of the first period for the Ducks to get on the board. Ryan Getzloff scored his fifth goal of the year at 4-12 with assists from Comtois and Richie to make it 1-0 Anaheim. But then Vegas decided, okay, we're done with this crap. We're going to take over. Uh, Started with Mark Stone 34 seconds later. uh, I guess with an assist to Cam Fowler, I guess. Uh, uh, Stone's initial shot hit off, I believe, the the right post. Bounced back in between Gibson and Fowler just flicked it in with his own stick. Okay, sure, you'll take that. 1-1 already for Vegas. And then less than three minutes later, the fourth line, we, we will touch more on the fourth line in a little bit, 
Uh, Ryan Reeves scored his second goal of the uh, of the season at 7:40 for a 2-1 Vegas lead, and then a little less than eight minutes later. The new guy, well, not really a new guy, but he was making his Vegas debut, Nicholas Waugh, with his very first goal in the NHL, 3-1, to one, Vegas took the lead into the first intermission. Now, obviously, Nicholas Waugh plays center. This would be correct. Nicholas Waugh was centering the fourth line. This was also correct. Tomas Nosek was moved up to the third line in place of Brandon Peary, who has been insert not so terrible adjective here. Uh, his performance has been bad and he probably needed a game off. Maybe he needs a couple of games off, but uh, Nicholas Waugh, the man who was acquired from the Carolina hurricanes in the trade for Eric Halla back on June 26th, uh, pretty much considered a throwaway comes in and scores his first goal in the NHL who he had played seven games prior with Carolina before making his debut with Vegas to the second period we go. And William Carlson gets on the board on the power play, his second consecutive game with a goal. He makes it four to one, his third of the year. Obviously this go to Smith and Marcheseau at 927 of the second period, third period, Paul Stasny with a power play goal, to give Vegas a 5-1 lead, assist to Pacioretty and Stone. Adam Henrique added a goal at 6.48 of the third to make it 5-2, but there was nothing left to be done. That would be your final score. And the Golden Knights, with a very dominant performance in this one, a 5-2 victory. Nicholas Waugh, your first star of the game. Now, when I say dominant, I, I am not exaggerating. This was... This was like the classic game where the fifth graders are playing the first graders in a game of basketball on the uh, on the recess uh, blacktop, and the fifth graders immediately come out and give the uh, give the first graders a little bit of a chance. You know, they uh, get a little basket here and there, get the first graders feeling good. This is all good. You know, we're going to hang around in this game. And then the fifth graders decide, you know what? We're just going to beat the crap out of you. And that's exactly what Vegas did. Vegas outshot Anaheim 49 to 15. 49 to 15. This is coming 48 hours after the fact that they only registered 26 shots on goal. 49 shots, 15 from the Ducks. Mark Andre Fleury, probably with the easiest win of his VGK career, which now he is uh, inching closer to 450 uh, with his 447th victory of his career. I mean, you look at the numbers here, Vegas was two for four on the power play. Anaheim only had one power play penalty minutes. Vegas has been a, it's been a problem for Vegas. They only had two penalty minutes the entire night uh, hits 29, 22 in favor of the ducks uh, giveaways. Vegas had a little bit more, but Vegas led the takeaway department 12 to six Shots on goal, I mean, for the first two periods, it was just absurd. 17-5 in the first, 16-6 in the second, 16-4 in the third, and that would be the final shot total that you would need. A two-point night for Mark Stone, giving him 16 points in 13 games. That is the most for him through, a, through those first 13 games of in a season of his NHL career. 
Max Pacioretty with an assist gives him 499 points in the NHL. His next point will obviously be number 500. Paul Stasny with that goal gives him three points from 700 in the NHL. But the big story here tonight was the play of the fourth line. The fourth line has been something that has kind of just been hem-ha, hem-ha, whatever the term actually is. Uh, Gerard Gallant was looking for a spark, and he found that spark by taking out Brandon Peary, putting in Tomas Nosek. The third line had a pretty good game. They generated a couple of chances, but it wasn't anything uh, earth-shattering. It was the fourth line who carried that game from the get-go, and that's how we got to this point. Uh, the, it was the first goal scored by the fourth line since the Calgary game on October 12th when Nosek also scored in that game, but all three members of the fourth line scored in that game. The Reeves and Wah goals are the first in how many days? 15 days since the fourth line registered a goal. That's a long freaking time. Uh, but the fourth line was great. They were uh, asserting themselves in the forecheck. They were clogging up the neutral zone. They weren't letting Anaheim get much going. Uh, they did they did their job. And it was in due in, in a big part to the new guy, Nicholas Waugh, especially on the Reeves goal, who he makes a hit on the Anaheim player along the boards, forces the turnover, and the puck trickles to William Carrier, who makes a great feed to Reeves. And Reeves has got an open net, and all he's got to do is shoot it accurately and it worked so a big night for the fourth line and of course the big man Nicholas Waugh with the goal to remember and after the game uh, had a little bit of a chat with the young man regarding one his celebration which he literally leaped to the highest buildings and through the steepest of valleys to crash into the boards and then to talk about the goal and the play of the fourth line here is Nicholas Waugh do you, have a, do you have a lot of butterflies for this game? Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty nervous before the game, and uh, um, I was ready to go, you know. And it was, it was really fun. When you when you think about scoring your first goal, do you think about what you're going to do to celebrate? I mean, I'm pretty sure you didn't think flying into the boards like that was going to no, be No, I no, I don't, <laughs> don't really think about the selly to be honest. You Sometimes take, those are the uh, best sellies, though. Yeah. Sometimes they can be. Oh yeah, that yeah, was pure, so fun. Pure emotion. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, visualize any any celly I visualize goals but uh, not the sellies I, I kind of jumped in here a little bit late just talk about the play of your guys' line tonight obviously from the jump it looked like you guys were aggressive on the forecheck and making good plays in the attacking zone and obviously resulted well for you guys yeah exactly I think we're three big guys that like to play uh, play heavy and fast we like to go on the forecheck we like to play uh, play hard so uh, it paid off tonight offensively and uh, we played we played good defensively as well but we, we gotta keep going like that you've kind of been watching from afar just how this team's kind of been up and down, up and down. What, what do you feel like was kind of difference from what you've seen last few games since you've been in call to being on the ice and kind of seeing how good the guys played tonight? Oh, everybody played so good tonight. Um, I think we played for three periods, you know, for a whole 60 minutes, so that's that's important. Now we just got to keep keep doing the same thing every game. How you guys kind of string these wins together? It's kind of been up and down, up and down last week, week and a half. I mean, now it's kind of important to kind of string these wins together and kind of build that confidence again. How you guys do that going into especially with a couple days off? Yeah, exactly. Um, it was it was a really good game for everybody tonight, and uh, it's good for our confidence. Uh, the guys will feel good, but we got to go back back to practice tomorrow go hard and uh, prepare for next game so a big night for the Golden Knights they obviously needed this win they needed some sort of 
of confidence booster before they head into the final game of the month on Thursday against Montreal. You know, eight and five, the sky is not falling. As we kind of touched on this, um, you know, toward the end of the podcast, the sky is not falling yet. They're in a much better position than where they were after 20 games last year. They're not below 500. They're not below a certain cut line at the points in the points area. They're fine. They're eight and five. Obviously, their record could be much better had they played better against teams that they should have played better against. And and that's that's fine. But I always say this is why they play 82 games. But I could but I could also understand why people would think that the world would be ending if Vegas went against a team that they have pretty much dominated now in nine matchups. Um as my phone goes off, good Lord. I mean, people still are liking the Knights on Ice Twitter well at 1027. It's all, it's always a good thing when people are still awake and favoriting all of our gifts and whatnot. It's all, it's all in good fun. But we, but we touched on it last week as far as the sky may not be falling, but the one thing that I don't think we've been talking about a little bit or as much as we should have is Vegas being slow out of the gates at home? They had eight games at home this month. They are now four and three. Obviously, one of the better environments of the in, in the National Hockey League, and they've gotten out to a rocky start. And they've played for the for lack of a better term by based on the last two years of, of success, they've been very bad at home. Uh, I looked it up last night and I tweeted about it. Uh, Vegas last year did not record their fourth regulation loss at home until I believe it was January 10th against the San Jose Sharks. By that point, Vegas was 15-3-3 at home. Now, factor that into what what in the world it would have been like had Vegas already lost four games at home already to this point. And I asked Max Pacioretty, you know, his thoughts, you know, has the group really talked about you know, why the struggles have been at home more than they have been on the road. And it, it, it really stems to the one game at a time mentality. Yeah. I guess how do you guys kind of string these wins together? It's been kind of one up, one down the last week and a half or so. I mean, how you, how you string them Just one game at a time. That was a, you know, a very good performance after a very bad performance. So obviously uh, now we're just worried about the next game. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the next game especially. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But at the same time, we're come, coming back after a couple of days here in between games and we're playing against a really fast group. So uh, we've got to make sure that we come out with the same intensity that we did tonight. How much have you guys talked about you know, the last week or so about playing at home. And obviously, you know, four and three might not be the best start. You guys want to get onto home ice and probably want to be better. I mean, how, how much of that has been a message the last week or so? You know, to be completely honest with you, I didn't know that was our home record. Uh, we don't talk about, you know, where we're playing and what our record is. We just talk about that next game. And we know that we get a ton of energy from uh, this building and from these fans. Um, whether our record shows it or not, uh, we feel it as players. So, um, you know, tonight was a good example of that. Uh, you saw get a couple of goals and then the uh, crowd gets into it and we're, we're playing with some swagger that probably hasn't been there for, I'd say, a while now, five, six games, four or five games. Uh, and that's a big credit to our crowd and playing at home. Um, we have such a great setup here to allow us to just go out there and perform. So no matter what our record says, we know eventually uh, you know, it'll all even out and that we have uh, a big advantage when we play at home. So, I mean, it's not 
alarming in the sense that, you know, four losses at home in the first month of October or the first month of the season is going to be the end all be all. But, you know, for, for, for as much as we've watched this team for the last two years, they should be doing a lot better at home. They should have at least a five and two start at home, maybe a six and one start at home, just because the home ice advantage has been so good to them for the, for the last two years. And, and again, you look at last year, 15, three and three in their first 21 at home. And that was including when Nate Schmidt was hurt. When Nate Schmidt or Nate or Nate Schmidt was hurt, Nate Schmidt was suspended. He's, he's hurt now. He's suspended. You, you get the picture. But when Nate Schmidt was suspended, even Vegas at home, I think I did the math. I believe it was five, three and two at home in the first 10. And obviously, you know, they played more road games uh, to start toward the tail end of it, but they were five, three, and two at home. The, the problem for the Golden Knights was winning away from home without without Schmidt and for a little bit without Alex Tuck. This time, it's a little bit different. They're not; they haven't been winning as much at home, and it was something that I thought would be a little bit concerning. It, it's it's one, it's still one of the more dangerous environments to play in uh, in, in the national hockey league. I mean, Vegas only lost one home game in the playoffs last year. Obviously it was the most crucial one, but they, they've been dominant at home for the last two years and to come out of the gates, you know, struggling when you, when the schedule is in favor of you having these eight games at home to start and the other six have been on the road, that that's, that's something that I think would be a little bit concerning. And you could understand why the sky would be falling for most people had that be the case. But Vegas continues to dominate the Pacific Division. And that is that has been the theme of this season. At least if you're looking for the team that is going to eventually separate itself from the pack in the division, it is going to be the Golden Knights. No matter how great of a start uh, Edmonton is on, no matter how good Arizona looks right now, no matter how sneaky good Vancouver looks right now, until a Pacific Division team knocks off the Golden Knights, now albeit Arizona already won, but injured goaltender, so we'll put the little asterisk right there. Vegas is now five and one against the Pacific Division this season. Two of those wins, obviously, against San Jose. That one loss being to Arizona. They are five and one against the division. They are eight one and zero all time against the Ducks. How about that? By the way, eight one and zero against the Anaheim Ducks, a team that has been a very, really a pinnacle of the Pacific Division for the last number of years. And they have found a way to just dominate against the likes of John Gibson, Ryan Getzlaff, all all the guys who have been there and done that for the Ducks. They found a way to dominate them. The one loss they have on their record, Ryan Miller was in net. So maybe Miller should have played the Sega Baba, really. He he really should have played the whole back-to-back, if you think about it. But this was a game I think the Golden Knights needed. One, it was against a Pacific Division team. They needed that. They need they need your the points are going to accumulate. Those four point games are going to accumulate at some point. The fact that you're five and one right now, I think, is as good of a start as you could possibly imagine for Vegas. But the second thing is, is that they needed to establish home ice advantage. And they're going to need to do that again when they play Montreal on Thursday and when they play Winnipeg on Saturday. Because now it's becoming the fact that, okay, you're already the best team in the division. You need to go out and beat these other teams in the league. I believe the, the numbers were the, the numbers are five and one and then three and four against the rest of the league. 
you can't you can't have that. You can't have that if you're going to be competing for a Stanley Cup. And again, we're we're 13 games in. We're 13 games in, and maybe this is the downside to having a daily podcast: is that you you find yourself looking one game in and going, "Okay, they look great here," but then you realize, "Oh, well, you know the opponent. It was Anaheim. They're in the second game of a back to back. They were coming from the altitude. They probably used all their energy to play against Anaheim. Was that impressive enough? It is a win against the Ducks, a team that you've beaten what eight out of nine times now." Is it good enough to where we can say, okay, this is what the team looks like. And we're going to find that out. We're going to find that out on Monday because Vegas is actually, Vegas knowingly has a very weird uh, practice schedule coming up. They're going to be practicing on Monday, off day on Tuesday, back to practice Wednesday, and then Thursday morning skate, and then the game against Montreal back at a seven, seven o'clock start. So Monday's practice is probably going to be the, the uh, Gerard Gallant's uh, kick him in the ass type of uh, type of practice where they just need to get back into gear. And I would presume that this would also be the game where, or not the game, but it was, should be the week where Alex Tuck and Nate Schmidt returned to practice. Uh, Gerard Gallant has been teasing about the, uh, the possible returns of Schmidt and Tuck. He said that they've been very close. Um, I would like to presume that they will return to practice sometime next week. I would even venture to guess they will do the one full practice on Monday and then the off day. I believe my guess would be they would return to practice on Wednesday, if not at least one of them. So I think uh, we'll be expecting reinforcements on the way when it comes to uh, when it comes to the Golden Knights with Tuck and Schmidt soon on the way back. Now, the question here. And, and and again, this is what happens when you have a daily podcast. You have to think about these things day, day in and day in advance. Does Nicholas Waugh deserve more of an opportunity? D- again, one game. It was against the Ducks, a team that Vegas has dominated. But Waugh looked good. And I thought he's been one, one of the more breakout performers. I thought he was one of the more breakout performers during training camp. I thought he was one of those guys that can be fighting for that bottom six spot. I thought that he was really, in a sense, he was neck and neck with Tomas Nosek for the fourth line center until Nosek eventually you know, ran away with that thing with a few games left in the preseason. But I think Nicholas Waugh, if he keeps playing well, he, he's got to get a look, right? I mean, I mean you don't want to... I don't think, you know, scratching Nosek, who's one of your best penalty killers, is probably the way to go. But I think that, you know, I'm a big Nick Waugh fan. I have been for the preseason. And tonight was just the reaffirmation that I, reaffirmation, I should say, that he's a very solid bottom six guy. And there's a reason, <coughs> excuse me, there's a reason why Vegas wanted him uh, in the holla deal. I mean, yeah, he was considered a free, a throw in at the time, but I mean, he was someone who, you know, he dominated the Chicago wolves in the call to cup final, the same Chicago wolves that are affiliated with the Vegas golden Knights. And he was someone who r- dominated in that five game series. And he was someone who dominated in the entire call to cup playoffs. And I think that he's someone that is definitely worthy of, you know, more opportunities and more time. And I think we'll get a chance to see that. Now, obviously, when Tuck and Schmidt come back, 
well, especially Tuck, because then Tuck will take Nosek's spot, which he took over from Brandon Peary for this game. Uh, then it will turn into what uh, what happens with Wall with Nosek moving back to the fourth line. And I, I guess we'll have to figure it out from there. But, I mean, Wall was a spark on that line. They looked really good. Uh, he's he's sneaky quick. He is a very sneaky quick guy. And I think he's somebody that is uh, – that could enable that fourth that fourth line four check that's been missing for the last couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, he gets some more time. But he definitely uh, got his respect uh, tonight, and I think uh, I think if he keeps this up, he might he might get another game or two. But we'll see how it goes. I think he's deserving of more time. How Gerard Lant uh, moves around with that uh, remains to be seen. But we'll we'll see how it goes from there. So. For this week, it's going to be a little bit of an interesting week because we do have uh, we do have a couple of days off in between. We, well, Tuesday's day off is more uh, more potent on the calendar, but we're going to be doing something on Monday. Well, we're not sure yet. We'll figure that out. Tuesday, we'll probably discuss something else. I don't know. I, you know, I like to think of these things on the fly. If if it's not a game day, I like to think of these things on the fly. We'll we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, but we do plan on getting a couple of guests on the podcast this week. Um, not sure, can't really confirm yet or deny anything yet, but we're going to have some guests uh, for later in the week to kind of talk about the Golden Knights, kind of fill in that little gap between uh, today and Thursday when uh, Nick Suzuki makes his return to Ve- – well, not necessarily his return. I'm trying to remember this would technically be Nick Suzuki's first ever game at T-Mobile Arena. I would have to go back and look because I don't I don't think it would be. But if that were the case, then Nick Suzuki would uh, is going to be. Uh, I don't think he's going to get the welcome wagon like Pierre Edouard Belmar did because I don't know how much you can put on the uh, the highlight video. I don't know if there's anybody who got a video of Suzuki taking out one of the light fixtures at uh, the Las Vegas Ice Center during the first year of Dev Camp. God, I wish I had video of that. I wish I shot that video. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's like one of the first few things I do when covering hockey, you see this kid fire a rocket off the crossbar and it just flings straight up and takes out one of the light fixtures and they had to come out and take one of the lights out. It, it was it was awesome. It was pretty awesome. So we'll, we'll look into getting some people on here to talk about the Golden Knights in the next coming days. Um, we, actually, you know what? I think we're going to do... I think I'll put a feeler out for a mailbag one of these days this week. I think we'll uh, we'll sh- we'll shoot for Tuesday a mailbag. I'll put the feelers out for Monday, and if you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and send us a question for a mailbag that we will be running on Tuesday. Uh, you can send your questions at locked on and on Twitter at locked on VGK, or you can tweet me at Danny Webster twenty one. And uh, we'll answer some more questions. I think we got about a good four or five in the first one, which was awesome. I, I think that was on limited time. So if you have any questions on that, please feel free to let me know. And we'll kind of go from there as far as uh, what we want to talk about for Tuesday. So Tuesday, we'll have a mailbag. Monday, we'll kind of do a practice wrap up and uh, we'll go from there. Maybe Wednesday, we'll shoot for the day where we have a guest or two talking about what in the world we want to talk about with this team. So that is actually going to do it for us tonight, guys. Uh, again, 5-2 victory for Vegas. Uh, sky is not falling. They're back to 8-5. and five. All is right in the world. And uh, Nicholas Waugh is the hero of the day. Uh, 
the insert Metallica song here, if you remember that one, which I think Hero of the Day, I'm trying to remember what album that was. I think that was, uh, I want to say that was either Load or Reload, or that might have been one of the... uh, one of the songs they did with the San Francisco uh, Symphony Orchestra in that one performance, I I, I have to go back. It, God, my Metallica memory is so off-putting, my God. Um, so yeah, Nicholas Waugh, the hero of the day, and uh, shout out to him. He uh, he stepped up when the Golden Knights needed it, and he was definitely a big reason why Vegas won their eighth game of the season and for the sixth time in nine games so that will do it for us tonight everybody thank you for listening uh again we'll do a mailbag on tuesday so send those questions again on twitter at locked on vgk at danny webster 21 we'll get those questions in there and we will answer them or i will answer them to the best of my ability and hopefully and again they can be uh they can be any kind of question they can be hockey question they can be stupid question they can be whatever whatever you feel like asking please let me know you, if you want me to talk about is a hot dog a sandwich, I, I, I think I can go into five minutes about talking about if a hot dog is a sandwich. I don't think there's a problem with that. Uh, but whatever you want me to talk about, feel free to let me know. So we'll be back tomorrow talking about practice. We talk about practice. We, we need Alan Iverson in here. Uh, we'll talk about practice. We'll talk about any thoughts that we gather uh, from the day and we will go from there. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back on, uh, we'll be back Tuesday, I guess I should say, cause this is Monday going up. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday and we'll go from there. I am Danny Webster. This has been locked on golden Knights, part of the locked on podcast network. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.